Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They call us deplorable. And we love it. Hi, and welcome to Wolfpack Radio. This is your host, Hurricane Ann, and I am so happy to have you tune in tonight for this very special episode titled China, The Real Game of Thrones, Episode 8-8. I have been working on this story for months, and it has not been easy. Information about China is buried deeply because they do not want us to know the, or see the whole picture of their diabolical plan for world domination. You think I'm exaggerating? What I have uncovered about China is something that every person should know about. And I'm going to explain it all to you and it can literally blow your mind. But before we continue, please take a moment to like, share, and subscribe. Due to the censorship on conservatives, most citizen journalists like myself are shadow banned or completely banned. The only way for us to get our word out is by having our listeners share our link. Now, back to the story. I wasn't even sure how to explain everything where it makes sense, so I'm just going to start at the beginning of my journey. It all started in Australia. I took my daughter, Alley Cat, to New South Wales, Australia to visit my friends for the month of November 2018. While we were there, my bestie, Beverly, was telling me how furious she was that Australia had sold a few of their ports to China and that China was buying up all kinds of places in Australia. Well, I thought it was odd that a foreign country could buy up a port. And I couldn't even remember what our Constitution said about foreigners owning oceanfront land in America. Well, I decided to research it when I got home from vacation, and that's exactly what I did. The first thing I did was go to QMAP.pub to see what Q had dropped on the topic, and also to see what tweets POTUS had. The QMAP shows both. I found 14 combined posts using the word port, 10 were Q posts, and 4 were tweets from POTUS. And I found a staggering 319 combined posts using the word China. 86 were Q posts, and the rest were from uh, Donald Trump. So even though our president has been trying to replace the narrative to the real threat, which is China, the mainstream media keeps trying to redirect the false narrative, Russia, Russia, Russia. But Q pretty much nailed it in post 2351, dated October 5th, 2018, when he said, Look here, Russia. Do not look here, China. China. Let Let's say let China, 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 China. So what's going on with China? I'm going to try to explain it all to you, but in all fairness, I do feel like I need to disclose that my pronunciation of these foreign words is so bad that, well, I'm going to try not to make your eyes, your ears bleed, okay? <laughs> now, let's start with the ports. 
The minute you search the internet for China-owned ports, you come up with headlines like China's seaport shopping spree or how China rules the waves or China's massive port grab. Many of these stories can be linked to China's project they're working on, also called the One Belt and One Road Initiative. The Belt and Road is described as a massive trade and infrastructure project that aims to link China to dozens of economies across Asia, Europe, Africa, and Oceania, and not just via telecommunication. It literally connects them physically. It consists of two parts, the Belt, which mimics the old Silk Road land route, and the road, which is not even a road, but a route through various oceans. So the road is actually a modern-day Silk Road, maritime Silk Road. 71 countries, including China, are now taking part in the project. And together, they represent about a third of the world's GDP. China has invested at least $900 billion in projects along the Belt and Road and is involved in infrastructure development and investments in 152 countries and international organizations. The British and Dutch empires may have once been the poster children for colonization, but China is using their old tactics and taking over the game. I shouldn't say game. I should say the game. This has been planned and plotted for many years, and China, they have every intention of winning the real Game of Thrones. Now, one of the ways that China is going to win the real Game of Thrones is by using a type of debt trap diplomacy. Now, that's a debt that's carried out in the bilateral relations between countries. It involves one creditor country intentionally extending excessive credit to another debtor country with the alleged intention of extracting economic or political concessions from the debtor country when it becomes unable to honor its debt obligations, which is almost always lending based on assets. With assets including all infrastructure. Now, don't forget about the infrastructure because we're going to be coming back to that later on, okay? There are some that are playing down this threat by making a distinction between Chinese government and Chinese corporation. But things work differently over in China than they do here. In China, the government is involved in everything. In fact, 43% of all corporate profits in China are produced by companies that the Chinese government controls, and all the rest of the companies are very careful to follow the lead and direction of the Chinese government. China uses an infrastructure strategy based on development that targets repressive regimes, exploiting developing countries in a neocolonist manner by using high-rate loans. They also seek to coerce the invested countries to align with them on key strategic and military issues. Now, they have used this debt trap diplomacy to manipulate the issues at the UN. They will offer countries that vote with them more infrastructure projects and not give the offers to countries who vote against them. One of the best examples of debt trap is Sri Lanka. So China loaned them a lot of money with high interest rates to build this huge port and international airport. But in 2017, Sri Lanka, they couldn't pay the loan. And the port was leased to a Chinese state company, which is China's Merchant Port Holding Company Limited, on a 99-year lease. Now, another example of debt trap is Gwadar, Pakistan. And it's the hub of the China-Pakistan Economic Corridor. They got $19 billion worth of loans for infrastructure and energy projects. One New York Times investigative report from December 2018 reported on the emerging military dimensions of the investments, which he stated was a debt trap deal. In 2017, Pakistan announced that the same Chinese company would handle the operations of the strategic Qatar port over a period of 40 years, and they would carry out all the development work on the port on the Arabian Sea. This deal helped China, not Pakistan. The route through Qatar offers China its shortest path to the oil-rich Middle East, Africa, 
and most of the Western Hemisphere, besides promising to open up landlocked Xinjiang. I mean, China literally owns roads and railways and airports that reach out from all of their ports like giant tentacles reaching into every crevice of the world, even in Russia. And to be fair, we do live in a world where port operators from one country own and operate terminals in other countries. The Port of Singapore Authority operates terminals in 15 countries. Denmark's Merrick Lines has 76 ports in 41 countries. Switzerland's Mediterranean Shipping Company has 35 terminals in 22 countries. So if we just look at the raw numbers, it would seem as if China's maritime movements are in step with the rest of the world. But there are some things that most people aren't aware of that can make a huge difference on how we view China's maritime movements. Now, you have to remember, it's not always what you own, but where. China's international port holdings also tend to be very strategically positioned, not only connecting together like a dot to dot across the map of Eurasia, but also linking in with the overland Silk Road at key junctions. This provides China with a new array of options for getting commodities and goods in and out of the country. It's a series of back doors, if you will. If one shipping lane goes down, China can bypass it and increase the flow to another just like that. So let's talk about choke points. Uh, for you who listen to my show, you know that I'm a member of Alamo Militia here in Texas. So I have a tendency to think extremely tactical. And if you look at this tactically, using a military strategy, you have to notice the choke points. And like I said earlier, it's not what you own, but where and how China always seems to strategically uh, position their ports. Well, that's what they've done with the choke points. Now, what is a choke point? It's a geographical feature on land, such as a valley, defile, or bridge, or at sea, such as a strait, which your armed force is forced to pass, sometimes on substantially narrow front, and therefore greatly decreasing its combat power to reach its objective. Maritime choke points are narrow stretches of water that connect two significant bodies of water. They are called choke points because they can easily be blocked, easily be blocked due to the relatively constricted nature. Most maritime choke points are along major routes of international seaborne trade. Since 90% of the world's trade is by sea, the closures of such choke points usually have severe economic consequences for countries dependent upon such routes. It should be of no surprise that China has its grubby little paws in at least six of the critical maritime trade choke points. The Strait of Hermaz is the strait that connects the Persian Gulf and the Gulf of Oman, leading to the Arabian Sea. The Strait of Malacca is located between Indonesia, Malaysia, and Singapore. It links the Indian Ocean to the South China Sea and the Pacific Ocean. The Suez Canal is a major transit route from the Persian Gulf to Mediterranean countries in North America. The Strait of Bab el Mandeb, traffic from the Persian Gulf to the Suez Canal and the Sumt Pipeline Mush go through this strait. The Turkish Straits. These straits come to the Black Seas to the Sea of Marmara. The Panama Canal connects the Pacific Ocean with the Caribbean Sea and the Atlantic Ocean. So we've talked about the One Belt and One Road Initiative, but the belt that we haven't discussed is the Digital Belt. And of course, China, they control that also. Chinese companies have been expanding their global footprint, and they now lead the world in exports of cameras, laptop computers, TV screens, and almost all smartphones. But they are not just exporting electronics. China is exporting digital dictatorship. They have been using these digital technologies to cement their grip on power. Big Brother meets Big Data. 
China has installed fiber optic internet cables, surveillance systems, smart city initiatives, telecom equipment, and internet connected appliances in dozens of countries around the world. Surveillance cameras, anonymous drones, citizens' data. These are all used to advance the Communist Party's interests and stifle any opposition. Many of the participants from the Belt and Road Initiative are on board and are happy to provide the digital backbone for China to be able to exercise this control, like Zimbabwe. They were granted massive facial recognition infrastructure. Now, China's not stupid. They know that massive surveillance and big data coupled with artificial intelligence makes it easier to monitor and control billions of people. Artificial intelligence could allow centralized systems to become much more efficient than democratic decentralized systems. George Orwell's nightmare vision is coming true and it's coming from China, the world's first digital totalitarian state. Controlling the digital infrastructure of other nations, China is able to make use of that strategic position for intelligence operations, electronic surveillance, and geopolitical influence. Now, China usually keeps a back door in their digital infrastructure that allows them to access crucial data. And trust me, they have been working that door over time. Now, do you still think this doesn't affect you? Well, just hang on a little bit more because I think by the time I finish this show, you will know that it affects you and you will be very alert and possibly even just terrified. So let's talk about the United States of America. China owns over 1.1 trillion of U.S. debt, and China is the largest foreign holder of U.S. Treasury securities. And you can thank Barack Obama for most of it. I personally believe that he intentionally put us in debt to China because I truly believe he wanted America to fail. Did you know that eminent domain was given to China? It's true. On February 11, 2009, Bloomberg Business News reported that China was seeking guarantees for its U.S. government debt, and it appears they got it. On February 28, 2009, America tendered to China a written agreement which grants to the People's Republic of China an option to exercise eminent domain with the United States as collateral for China's continued purchase of U.S. Treasury notes and existing U.S. currency reserves. Well-placed sen senior sources at the U.S. Embassy in Beijing confirm the formal written agreement was delivered by none other than Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. The feds have actually mortgaged the physical land and property of all citizens and businesses in the United States. They have given a foreign power, the constitutional power, to take all of our property as actual collateral for continued Chinese funding of U.S. deficit spending and the continuing continued carrying out of U.S. national debt. Okay, let's play this out in the worst case scenario. Let's say that the U.S. government went belly up and China comes in and says, oh, hey, you owe us $700 billion in treasury notes and another $2 trillion in actual cash, which, by the way, is now worthless. So uh, we're going to have to go ahead and take the whole state of uh, Hawaii and the whole state of California in lieu of this bad debt. With the stroke of a Chinese chopstick, Hawaii and California, including all the land and all the buildings in these states, would then be owned by China. This confiscation would be totally legit because it was taken in payment of public debt. When our government agreed to eminent domain, it was the single most vile act of betrayal in the history of human existence.
And I truly believe that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton had no intention of paying our debt and every intention of letting China take our land. And if you think about it, the Chinese purchases in America make a little bit more sense because uh, they thought they were going to own all of America. China has literally been on the biggest spending spree in world history. They have bought infrastructure and properties in every continent of the world, including America. Under Barack Obama, America was literally for sale. And for the sake of time, I can't even start to list everything that they own in America because we just don't have enough time to do that. That's how, how much it would be. But, you know, they some of the things that they bought really caught my attention and you know they're notorious for using propaganda to brainwash the masses so it was no surprise to me uh when they snagged up amc entertainment holdings and and the legendary entertainment group but they own stake stakes in banks they own ingram micro which specializes in aviation and logistics they even own the appliance division of ge they have bought into heavy industry science which is machinery used for construction for agriculture and for industrial purposes. They bought Smithfield Foods and acquired valuable hog farming and processing technology. This opens a channel for them to sell food from China in the US. That totally disgusts me, okay? They even own part of the Grand Canyon. Yes, I am being serious. If you book a hotel, chances are China owns them. They own the Radisson Hotels Group, Starwood Hotels, plus over 1,300 hotels on my Blackstone. They even own stake in the Hilton Hotels. I was floored when I found out that China owned the New York Waldorf Astoria. That really made me think. Because there's a long-standing tradition that American presidents stay at the New York Waldorf Astoria and, uh, when they're in New York. So when I saw this, I remembered an article that I had read where Barack Obama couldn't stay there uh, during one of his New York visits because China owned it. Well, I decided to go back and refresh myself on the article, and that's when I stumbled across another article about this hotel's big secret. It has a private railway underneath the hotel. So many people don't even know about this. Why would Barack Obama allow communist China to have access to a private railway under New York City? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because China owns him. And they, they own a lot of our politicians. So, who are these government officials that China owns? Q points out many players, uh, including Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, and Dianne Feinstein. Plus, top spots in the FBI, DOJ, and state. Q calls Obama cheating Obama. And he points out that Joe Biden is part of the DNC swamp. And you know, Joe Biden's brother did get a $15 billion contract in Iran, and his son got a $1.5 billion deal with China. And you know that Hillary Clinton is as dirty as you get. Q points out that her emails were not hacked. She sold them to China via CrowdStrike. And her emails also revealed CIA agents in China that resulted in their identity being exposed, and then they were murdered. So she has a lot of blood on her hands. Q also tells us that Hillary sold our country's secrets and uranium to China and Russia. Diane Feinstein is another trader who has been a bridge for information to China. She had a Chinese spy working top level in her office for over 20 years. Through Q, we discovered that Diane Feinstein is connected to Chinese Silicon Valley of hardware. She has been implicating and helping Chinese spies introduce and distribute malicious microchips into the supply chain. 
A Chinese military unit designed and manufactured microchips as small as a sharpened pencil tip. Some of these chips were made to look like signal conditioning couplers, and they incorporated memory, networking cap capability, and significant processing power for an attack. These microchips uh, were inserted at Chinese factories that supplied Supermicro, and they're one of the world's biggest sellers of server motherboards. The sabotage servers made their way inside of data centers operated by dozens of companies. And when a server was installed and switched on, the microchip altered the operating system's core so that it could accept modifications. The chip could also contact computers controlled by the attackers and search for further instruction and code. The attack by Chinese spies has reached almost 30 U.S. companies, including Amazon and Apple, by compromising America's technological supply chain. According to extensive interviews with government and corporate sources, the they said that it might have been even more than that. The discovery actually sent a shudder through the intelligence community because elemental servers could be found in the Department of Defense data centers to process drone and surveillance camera footage and the CIA's drone operations and the onboard networks of Navy warships used to transmit feeds of airborne missions and inside government buildings to enable secure video conferencing. NSA, both houses of Congress, and the Department of Homeland Security have also been its customers. And Elemental was just one of the hundreds of Supermicro customers. Q also told us that the CIA owns and operates Facebook, also known as DARPA. And the CIA used Facebook, Google, and Twitter for real-time umbrella spying on all U.S. citizens and using phones, iPads, microphones equipped with embedded with spy chips and spy algorithms. Now, they used the microphone for listening and bulk data collection. They tapped into the GPS router of the devices for real-time tracking, and they tapped into the camera function of the device in order to view and record all target designators. Q warns us repeatedly that they are listening to us 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. I mean, haven't you ever just felt like somebody's watching you or listening to you? How many times have you sat in your house and talked about, well, like for instance, cat litter boxes. The other day I was talking about cat litter boxes. And the next thing you know, cat litter boxes is all in my news feed on Facebook. It just makes you wonder, are they listening to us? Well, you don't want to say anything because you might look paranoid. Well, guess what? You're not paranoid. And they are. So it's obvious that leverage is one of the reasons that they're spying on us. Leverage by blackmail and gaining political favors. But there's a more sinister reason. Because of our corrupt government officials, China has real-time access to our secrets. Using Facebook, Twitter, and Google, they have our name, birthday, friends, locations that we like to go to, things we like and do not like, our political affiliation, our religion. They have our facial recognition. They even have our fingerprints. They are watching us and listening to us, collecting and studying our data like we are lab rats. They do the same thing in China to its citizens, including a social media score. Now, this score determines whether you're worthy, okay, or unworthy. If you're worthy, you can travel or you can get a house without a deposit. But if you're unworthy, you're sent to a concentration camp. A concentration camp. That's pretty intense. And that's what they say is for re-education. And many people reportedly never return from it. Many people think this could never happen to them. But are they sure about that? 
I recently discovered a site that had all my information on it. It's called My Life. This lists your name, age, address, work, income, net worth, religion, ethnicity, relationship status, children, political affiliation, automobile information, your personal story, and it also lists a reputation score, which states it is based on public information gathered from government, social, and other sources. Plus, personal reviews written by others to help people learn more about others and improve their own reputation to impact their lives personally and professionally. Earlier when we were talking about infrastructure, I had said, hey, uh, don't forget that because we're going to come back and talk some more about infrastructure. Well, this is uh, what I wanted to talk to you about. When I was researching infrastructure for this article, I noticed that they had added personal infrastructure as a form of infrastructure. Now you can think of that in the term of human capital. And it said uh, in Encyclopedia Britannia, human capital is defined as intangible collective resources possessed by individuals and groups within a given population. So your, your worth, what's your worth physically, what's your worth with your uh, education, what's your worth with your job skills, what's your worth with your social score. They now list you as your own capital. So we're going to be talking about this a little bit more and how this affects each and every one of us in real time. So what is China actually up to? Why are they doing all this? I mean, that really seems to be the million dollar question. And it's one that I have absolutely pondered over for months. And I've finally put the pieces together and come to the conclusion that I can say with certainty, I believe that they plan on invading America, conquering it, and crippling Europe at the same time. Now, many naysayers are going to say, why would China attack us? They need our money. Seriously? Does it look like they need our money? I don't think so. I think what they want is land, clean air, water, minerals, and cheap labor. Now, bear with me while I go down this rabbit hole, and let's look at it from a tactical view, okay? Remember I said that sometimes it's not what you own, but where? China has spent billions buying up infrastructure in every continent of the world. They pretty much own the west coast of America. They even own the port of Long Beach. And the port of Long Beach in itself is a story of its own. And it will be the topic of my next video, so be sure and stay tuned. The West is full of resources, including a majority of national parks, and the UN controls our national parks. China has learned to manipulate the UN outcomes. Remember I told you China used its infrastructure grants to sway votes at the UN? The West is also mineral rich, and China wants our minerals, make no mistake. They also won't hit the West Coast with catastrophic hits because of the fault lines and the ramifications with the Ring of Fire, which we share with China. So, since we both share the Pacific and the Ring of Fire, I don't think that that's going to be something they're going to do. There's also uh, too great a risk to destroy the aquifers in the West. I think China will strike the Upper East Coast. It has the least risk of aquifer contamination. If they were smart, they would put sleeper cells and have them strike with nukes simultaneously on the Upper East Coast and the Mediterranean. Both areas have fault lines, especially the Mediterranean. And the, these fault lines, they could be manipulated to cause even more damage which would cause great numbers of death and uncalculated collateral damage. America and Europe would be paralyzed. Loss of the power grid would cause chaos. There would be earthquakes, tidal waves, and then an Indian summer on both sides of the Atlantic. This would cause even more people to die.
China owns the digital belt as well. And with the flip of the switch, they can weaken the rest of the world, including our allies. China can then put military blockades on all the maritime choke codes. They can use their massive container ships to come in from the Pacific Ocean to the West Coast, bringing in military in full force and their equipment. China can use the infiltrated spy ships to disable our warships and our drones. They can even disable our comms. As China moves from town to town taking over America, they will be able to use artificial intelligence to scan us, and they will easily identify us and know exactly by our reputation score where they need to send us. They may even shoot us right on the spot. After they have conquered us, they will be able to tell exactly who they haven't rounded up. Again, with the metadata drops, they know everything about us and will be easily be able to track us down. They know where we hunt, where we fish, and where our relatives live. They're would be no place to hide from the terrible dragon. And if they couldn't find you, they will strike out at you anyway. China is notorious for killing the innocent loved ones of defectors. They are cold and calculated. Under traitor Barack Obama, America was for sale, even the citizens, literally. Why take payment plans for America when you could take America and own its citizens as acquired infrastructure? And just like that, with no warning, with one swift and deadly global attack, the world we know would cease to exist in China would rule the world, the victors in the real Game of Thrones. They call us deplorable and we love With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.